Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you so much for being here, and please enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm your host, The Dance Scientist, and today is episode number 21, and we're going to be talking about point readiness, okay? This is a topic that is pretty near and dear to my heart because I do teach ballet, and the thing with point work is there's actually a lot of new research that's coming out recently, and what the new research is doing for us is it's starting to challenge and question a lot of the older paradigms that have existed when it comes to point readiness. One of the biggest paradigms that has existed for many, many years is really over-relying on only age alone as a marker for point readiness. So we're going to be challenging that today. Is it only about age or do we need to be considering more things? And what are those other things? Now, first in starting to peel back the layers to this important conversation is let's start with what are the evaluation factors that we need to be seeing in our dancers so that we know that they're ready to take on this next step. Because remember, this is a point where they're going to be really increasing the forces, especially on the foot and ankle joint. So it's important that we're taking things into consideration. So those things that they talk about in the research, such as their trunk control, their abdominal control, their pelvic control, the overall alignment of their legs, right? Their hip to their knee, to their ankle, to their foot, right? the strength and flexibility of their feet. And especially, it's also important to consider here, the duration and also the frequency of their training, right? Some dancers are taking, you know, one or two classes a week, and then some of them are taking six classes a week, okay? So that's another important thing that we need to be considering here. So according to iAdams, the dancer needs good alignment from their toes, all the way up into the arches of their feet, to the shin and to the thigh bone. They also say strong and well-controlled ankles. They also say good abdominal and trunk core strength, which is something that we already mentioned. And then they also add good balance both on demi point and they also state also balance on one leg. Now, another thing that the research recommends that I think is a really, really important teaching tip for us as educators because sometimes we're in this uncomfortable position where we have to be making these hard decisions on whether or not this group of dancers is ready for point work. And I think it's really important to keep an open, clear line of communication with parents, okay? You need to be explaining, while you should, I recommend you explain to them the reasonings behind every decision, okay? Because obviously we're the educators and we're coming in with this knowledge and with this training. And so, you know, from the parent's perspective, they may not understand why the decisions are being made, right? 
or they may take it personally like oh you know did my dancer do something wrong because you're saying that they're not ready for point work okay so i really think that this is a good idea that we can be explaining to them we can be showing them uh, you know maybe there's a research article that we can share with them maybe there's something that a blog or like you know something like a resource paper by adams but you know maybe there's a way that we can get them to understand that this is an important step and this is an important decision and you know maybe that will help so that parents and students even aren't necessarily going to be taking this personally when a certain decision has to be made by us as the educator side note i am actually using a brand new microphone today so i'm really excited to go back and hear the sound quality later i hope my sound quality has improved because i was having issues with my previous microphone but anyways <laughs> back to today's topic the next thing that we need to get into is screening okay it's important that we're incorporating dance screening tests okay i do have a whole printable ebook for sale on my website that's just called dance screening 101 that goes into detail about you know things that are commonly included because you know now most company most professional companies companies i should say do incorporate some kind of screening now it's important that the screening is obviously by a qualified or a trained professional. So this is where I would recommend studios or dance educators to bring in some sort of like dance PT so that they can actually perform a screening test that is obviously going to be in line with research, okay? This is not something to be done by just dance teachers if they don't have that special training in screening tests, okay? So in this case, this would help by telling us where the dancer is in terms of point readiness right and again it's also maybe helpful in communicating with the parents like okay you know this is where your dancers strengths are and this is areas that they could be working on over the next year and you know it may actually plant some motivation into them to work on those things you know maybe through cross training and then maybe next year when they repeat these screening tests they're in a much ready, more ready place to be placed on point work, okay? So again, this can be a great way to increase our communication with parents so that they understand each decision and why each decision is being made. When we talk about screening tests for point, the main ones that are used are the point airplane test, the single leg saute test and the topple test. And again, if you want really, really specific information on all of that information, it's in my dance screening printable, which is for sale on my website. All right, the most important part of this episode where we start to circle back the scientific information right back to the dance classroom, okay? So we're taking the scientific information and we're circling it back so that you can have some practical teaching tips that you can apply starting today. I do wanna point out that everything that I've been discussing in today's episode is laid out for you in even more detail on my printable ebook that's for sale on my website. It's just called Point Readiness 101, and I will talk more about this at the end of today's episode. The first thing that I wanna point out here is, according to IANIMS, if a dancer has stiff ankles, it's gonna be harder for them to get onto the point shoes, okay? It's especially gonna be hard for them to get fully onto their boxes, okay? And again, this is going to cause 
faulty biomechanics and the structure of their feet, okay? And one of the things that can happen here is that they get strain and tension on certain muscles of the feet, okay? Another thing we want to consider is if a dancer has overly arched feet, this can also lead to poor alignment and injury if we're not careful, okay? One of the things that we can mitigate this with, though, is with proper strength so that they build control in the proper areas. We also want to consider alignment when they're on point, okay? So one of the things that the research recommends is to draw, well, see if you can draw a straight line from, it's going to be between the big toe and second toe, and that should be straight in line with the front of the tibia, okay? Which is the front of the shin when the foot is pointing, okay? So again, you can use this with your dancers in their actual point shoes. You can see if you can draw the line, and then you can also do this with them with just their feet pointing and see if you can draw that straight line up through their shins. We also want to consider here that dead shoes are dangerous and why, right? Let's dig into this a little bit more and ask these questions about why. Why are they dangerous, right? Well, when shoes get that wear and tear over time, the proper biomechanics of the shoe start to go away. So instead of dancers feeling strong and stable with their foot hugging the shoe and the shoe hugging their foot around them, they start to feel wobbly and it doesn't start to feel stable for them anymore, right? And they start to compensate, okay? Now, remember, dancers are really, really good at hiding compensation sometimes, right? So they may not even feel a difference and you may not even see a difference as the dance educator, right? Because again, dancers are good at hiding things sometimes and ignoring those signs, right? So it's up to us to stay informed about this when it comes to dead point shoes because it can actually place them at a risk for both acute and chronic lower extremity injuries, okay, especially to the ankle. So again, dead shoes are dangerous because they're interrupting the proper biomechanics of the feet, and that's not something that we want for our dancers. We also want to consider from today's conversation is that this is a wonderful time to introduce a strength training program with our dancers, okay? Now I'm talking something that is more consistent, okay? Not necessarily just a monthly class for them, but something that is way more consistent for them. And then when we talked about screening, this would be a wonderful way to circle in communication with our parents, right? So if they're not ready for point this year from the screening test, then you can show the parent, you know, this is these are the areas that the dancer needs to work on over the next year. And then it might motivate them, the dancer themselves, to actually work on it and actually take those cross-training classes. And then the parents are not blindsided. The parents know, okay, this decision was made by the teacher because of X, Y, and Z. So now it's time to summarize today's episode, okay? Today was all about starting to question and challenge a lot of the old paradigms that have existed when it comes to point, right? And again, the biggest paradigm that we discussed today is that now it's more than just age and we cannot just be zeroing in on their age because even just adolescence can be different from dancer to dancer, right? We talked about it's an entire pie chart. Yes, age is on the pie chart because age is important but so are a lot of other things, right? Such as how many dance classes they're taking a week, right? Or are they cross-training on the side as well, right? These are things that we need to be considering. 
We also know that adolescence is complex, much, much more complex than we previously realized. And it's more personal than we ever thought before, right? So again, the example that I used is that even if two dancers are the exact same age, they can be having a total different experience when it comes to adolescence, okay? When it comes to that period of growth in their dance training, right? We also talked about the importance of screening tests. They should be performed by a qualified professionals. And then that's a wonderful way to circle in communication with the parents so that the parents know that us as dance educators had to make a certain decision for a certain reason, right? You know, parents don't really know this information unless they grew up as a dancer, right? Or unless they're in this field, but otherwise they can be, they can be blindsided sometimes. So we can explain to them, look, this screening information, look at, you know, look at how she scored or look at how he scored on this specific test. And guess what? Now you can help them over the next year to work on these things. So again, the parents are not blindsided. They need to be circled in to the communication. Now, again, this is a wonderful time to introduce a strength training program with your dancers, okay? And I'm not just talking about, you know, one class a month, which if that's the only thing you can put into your dancers training, um, that's better than nothing, but it's not really enough. It's not really enough for them, especially at this age, okay? They need to be incorporating a consistent strength training class, okay? And I'm not just talking about dance-specific movements, right? I'm not just talking about repeating the same développé in different variations, right? They need to be also challenge, challenging their bodies in non-dance movements, right? Those functional movement patterns that are gonna make them a stronger and a more resilient human because first they're humans and then they're dancers, okay? So again, this is a wonderful time to introduce a consistent strength training class, okay? And again, when I was also talking about screening, if a dancer is not necessarily ready for point this year, let's say, maybe when they get their screening test back, you can also communicate with them and with the parents on the areas that they can be working on over the next year, right? And maybe with that consistent strength training class, maybe you're going to start to see those results because they're likely to happen over that year if they're performing the right exercises for what they need to be working on, okay? And then like I said, that's going to build some motivation for them and then maybe they're going to be ready the next year and then the parents know, okay, this is what my dancer needs to work on and this is what I can do to help her as a parent so that the parents are not blindsided. Lastly, do not forget that everything that I discussed today is laid out on my printable ebook that's for sale on my website. This printable ebook is $5.99, and like I said, it includes everything that I talked about today. Even more things that I talked about today, to be honest with you, because we just wouldn't fit it all into one episode. And then most importantly, if you're interested in the studies that I was referencing today, I have a whole references list at the very, very end. And now is actually a perfect time to snatch this ebook if you've been looking at it, because I'm actually having a summer professional development sale right now for dance educators where they can stock up on some professional development without spending a ton of money and time. Okay. So if you're interested in this ebook, please check it out on my website, which can be found by the link in my Instagram bio. Hi, everyone. And thank you so much for being here today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. 
I'm your host, The Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also comment on this episode, or you can also send me a direct message right on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for being here with me today, friends, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for being here today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also comment on this episode, or you can also send me a direct message right on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for being here with me today, friends, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.